on June 14th, I woke up like around four in the morning and I came to see him and he was like, I can't breathe anymore. I, 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 I had, I've been up all night and I cannot breathe anymore. So I told him, okay, I'll, I'll take you to the hospital. He said, but you're, you, you're still running a fever. I said, I don't care. Yeah. All I need to do is drop you off. Like, um, let me put some clothes on. And um, I was in pajamas, so I put some clothes on quickly. Um, I rushed him to the hospital and and I left him there. And I never thought that that was the last day that I would see him. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. My guest today is Leslie Lopez. She and I met, gosh, last year when the pandemic started, and then you were not, you, well, I was on a call that I spoke on with one of our mutual friends from Arizona. Yeah, shout out because you're from Arizona. Yeah, and so we met each other that way. And through Instagram, we became friends. And, you know, I had you on my Instagram show a couple times. And so thank you for being here. I'm really excited, you know, to see what's going to happen with this chat today. Thank you for having me again. And I'm super excited to just be here and be honest and real about everything. Yeah. As I, I've been having so much different than you, but such like a, like a PTSD trauma after this whole year. And, um, you lost your husband almost a year ago, right? Yeah. What was the day that, that he passed last year due to COVID? Correct. So he passed June 25th. So in a month, it's going to be one year. Yeah. yeah. When's his birthday? When his birthday came up, was that difficult for you as well? It was really difficult because his birthday was is June 22nd and he passed oh, three days oh. after his birthday. That's right. I think I remember all the stuff on social media where you were showing his birthday and then he passed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I do want to share, uh, you know, light into, you know, that side of we're all going through maybe the pandemic in a whole other way right? Maybe losses of businesses or jobs or things of that nature or our lives. And then you have the loss of your, your beloved husband. So I would really like to share that story because I mean, even I want to be completely like raw. I could feel it right now having this conversation. It's like half excitement to talk to you and like share this and like half, like I'm scared. So the question I want to ask is, when he when he got COVID, how many days after, you know, did he pass? And then, like, what were your last moments with him? Uh, okay, so we got sick on June 5th. He started getting sick around June 3rd, actually. Um, he had the sniffles, nothing mm -hmm. to worry about. 
um, June June 4th, we took a little trip to take Riley out because she had been in the house for a few months now. And Mm -hmm. we wanted to get her out of the house, you know, with the whole Mm -hmm. pandemic. It was just really hard for her. So June 5th, we went, or June 4th, sorry, we went to Sedona. We had like a day trip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, went out, went out to nature, and he wasn't feeling that good anymore by that day. And he was like, "Hey, I haven't had any fevers or anything, but my body's very tired." Um, June fifth, we came back, and the, by the time we came back that night, he had already had his first fever. Um, mm-hmm. That was a Friday. And then by Saturday, I was starting to feel sick too as well. Um, and then Riley, right after the same day, she wasn't feeling too good. So um, we decided to quarantine at that point. Um, and you didn't get tested at that time, Leslie? We got tested the following Monday because mm-hmm. during that time to get tested, it was like a wait and all that stuff. So. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we couldn't find a place where we could get tested right away. So we had to wait till Monday, which is when he got tested. And no, no, actually, sorry. I got tested Monday. He got tested Tuesday, but he got his results back before me. He got his results back, like, I think Wednesday or Thursday of that week. Mm-hmm. And his were positive. So I contacted our doctor and let her know what was going on. And she said, you know what? If you guys are all having the same symptoms, just consider you guys all with COVID at that yeah. point. So we have a pretty large house, um, it's four bedrooms. So all the kids stayed in their rooms. Um, at that point we had four kids here, but Riley was staying with me in my room and the other three kids stayed in their room. And at that point, no one left the house. So we were actually quarantined for a whole month in the house, um, mm-hmm. which we were sick for three weeks straight. Um, starting Did all from- your other kids as well, Leslie? Yes, everyone got every single person. Okay, everyone in this house got COVID. Um, it was different for everyone. Um, so Basilia, like I said, started feeling sick June 3rd. Um, and everyone else kind of just it was kind of like the domino effect where everyone just kind of started falling down. And and my son, the 18 year old, well, he just turned 18, he didn't get sick until two weeks after everyone was sick. So at that point, when he started getting sick, we were kind of feeling a little bit better. But I mean, it was being just remembering how sick I was that day. Like, it just gives me anxiety because there was a day where I was so sick that I literally felt like I was dying. Like I couldn't get up from bed. Um, My son, he wasn't sick yet. So he's the one who would bring you know, food to us, or he would bring um, wet cloths for us so we can mm-hmm. bring down the fevers. Yeah. Um, and I just, I have this really guilt um, because for me as a mom, as a wife, like I felt like I had to take care of everyone and not even being able to get up from bed was so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was taking care of myself and Riley, who was next to me, who was also running fevers. And then um, Basilia was really sick in the, in the living room. And I kept like, anytime I would go to the bathroom, I would be like, Hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? He's like, no, 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 I'm fine. You go to bed, lay down and stuff like that. But, um, on June 14th, he was, he was just done. I had noticed like two or three days before that June 14th, 
that he wasn't doing well and he wasn't eating much. And I told him, I, you should go to the hospital. You need to go to the hospital. You don't look well. And I, I think he was just really scared. He was just really scared that he wasn't going to come out or he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. Um, so that's why he didn't want to go to the hospital. And he was like, um, no, I'm going to be okay. Let's just give it a few more days. Um, I'm now able to breathe a little bit. I mean, sorry, um, I'm not having fevers anymore, but I'm still having a hard time breathing. So that was kind of like where he was at. And then finally, on June 14th, I woke up like around four in the morning and I came to see him and he was like, I can't breathe anymore. I, 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 I had, I've been up all night and I cannot breathe anymore. So I told him, okay, I'll, I'll take you to the hospital. He said, but you're, you, you're still running a fever. I said, I don't care. Yeah. All I need to do is drop you off. Like, um, let me put some clothes on. And, um, I was in pajamas, so I put some clothes on quickly. Um, I rushed him to the hospital and, and I left him there and, I never thought that that was the last day that I would see him. So it was really hard because I didn't even say goodbye. I just told him, hey, when as soon as you're done, let me know what they say. And then I'll come pick you up whenever, you know, you're good. And he's like, okay. So that was the last time I saw him. Um, no hugs, no kisses, nothing. It was just like, I'll see you later. And then I never saw him again. Um on june 21st that's when they put him in the icu he wasn't getting better his breathing kept on deteriorating and on june 21st they put him in the icu the doctor was like we need to get him into the icu he's not doing too well so it was a hard decision because i mean he was low conscious and he didn't want to go he was he didn't want to be in the icu but the doctor spoke to me I had a lot of help from one of my aunts who was helping me during the whole process. Um, we were on a three-way call and she said, you know what, this is going to be the best for him. He really needs it. So I said, okay, let's get him to the IC, the intensive care unit. And then, um, and then they intubated him at that point. He was very nervous, uh, but he needed that extra oxygen. So... Um, June 22nd was his birthday. One of the nurses there was really, really nice. And his phone had died and he had forgotten his charger here. So we got him a charger. The phone was charged, but I had no idea of his password. So we couldn't use his phone. And um, she called from her phone so we can FaceTime him and just say happy birthday and stuff like that. Okay. So we got to say happy birthday. That was the first day that he was a little bit um, conscious. And so he he actually kind of, kind of like nodded his head. Um, we were talking to him and I remember telling him, I was like, when you get out, I'm gonna take you out for a beer because he mm -hmm. loved beer. Mm -hmm. I said, as soon as you get out, I'm gonna take you out for a beer for your birthday. And he he nodded and he said, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we kind of just, you know, told him we loved him. and to keep fighting. And then, um, June 24th came and the doctor that day said, well, I do see a little progress, but I don't want you to get so excited because mm -hmm. it's not much. Um, I'm going to tell you something that's going to be really hard, but sometimes before they pass, you see progress and then they pass. And that was kind of hard to hear because I'm like, how does someone get better before they get worse, you know, or before they die? Interesting. And then um, 
June 25th came in that morning. I called and the nurses were really busy. So when they gave me a call back around 10 in the morning, um, the doctor talked to me and he was like, I need to let you know and you need to be ready because I don't think he's going to make it through the day. And I remember hearing those words sitting at this desk, hearing those words. And I was just in shock. I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, I don't think he'll make it through the day. You have a few hours. Uh, we need to figure out what we're going to do. And then we started about talking about resuscitation. And we, he explained everything about that and what, you know, the pros and the cons. So we decided that we weren't going to do it. I spoke to his mom and the kids, and we all decided that we weren't going to do it because it could cause a lot of damage to his body. And knowing Basilio and if he would have survived and wouldn't have been, you know, okay, 100%, he would have been miserable. And I didn't want that for him. So I called again around noon. No, I called again around uh, two o'clock or one o'clock to see how he was doing. And that's when I was told that he was um, an hour away from dying. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of lost it at that point and didn't know what to do. The doctors wouldn't let me go to the hospital because I had had COVID, even though we had already tested negative and we had the antibodies. Um, they didn't let, let me go um, to the hospital and say goodbye. So I asked if his mom could go and they said yes. So she went, but by the time she got there, he had a, just passed away. So, um, which kind of, I mean, it, it, she wasn't going to be able to touch him anyways because they weren't letting anyone, you know, get close to the bodies. So it just kind of really sucked how it all happened. But I mean, never in a million years would have ever thought that when I dropped him off that day, that was going to be the last time I would, you know, see him. N never thought that I would just like, I mean, it, I don't know. It just, I think when you lose someone to in different ways, yeah. I think it's shocking or, or you can be prepared a little bit, but this one, I was not prepared for it. And it just, I don't know. It's, it just like swept me off my feet, like in a bad way. Yeah. When you found out, I think you said on the 24th, were you able to call again and do a FaceTime or was the last one on his birthday the last time? The last time was on his birthday. Um, we did try to do another one. Um, honestly, I can't remember if we did another one or not. It, all that moments were very, yeah. you know, blurry. Um, I can't remember we did do another one or not, but um, I, from what I remember, the 22nd was the only one we did. Um, and I, I want to say we were trying to, but we didn't get to. Yeah. Um, the closest thing, I mean, gosh, I couldn't even imagine a husband was my mom passing away. And again, it was very like the last text she sent me was like, and I love you. And I didn't even write, I love you back. Like all these things you're like, gosh, this is how I treated people. Or I just thought like, wow, you know, and, and releasing that from my life, you know, and feeling like, gosh, I wish I would have texted back and said, I love you for myself. I was in such shock, you know, until it hit me much later, you know, it took me maybe one to two to three years to kind of like, kind of get myself back. Like I was a zombie probably at least 
And I was actually okay. I mean, is what you can think of okay. But I was a zombie. Like I wasn't fully there. And so asking you now after a year, do you think that you're there? You know, and I wonder to all the women or anybody who has lost a spouse, you know, that's like a different, like a different love than like a mother's love. Yeah. Do you feel any different, Leslie, after a year? Like you're looking back and going, man, I was, or are you still kind of in the fog? Um, that's a good question, actually. And let me, let me just say something really quickly. You, you pointed out that the last text your mom sent you was, I love you, and you didn't respond. Oh, you, you went silent, hon. I can't hear you. Uh, okay, you're back. Oh, sorry. Okay. The last text that um, I received from him was, help me. And that was just like, so haunting like that text just like really really put, set me back in many different ways because I was so helpless I couldn't help him and I mean I was I I think I was helping him you know making the best decisions I could for him but I mean that's just something that I can't go back and be like god I wish I it would have been like an I love you or something you know Mm -hmm. um, was he in the hospital at that point or did he text you that at home? Yeah, he, he, that was the last text I got before he went into the ICU when they told him that they, he needed to go to the ICU. Okay. Mm. So um, going back to your question, it's been really hard. I found myself knowing that, you know, life continues and that I need to be strong and I need to keep going. But then I've also found myself depressed and scared and like people keep asking me are you gonna go back to work and i'm like yeah of course i mean i have to go back to work but then i'm like i don't know what to do like sometimes like i'm gonna be honest like sometimes it just feels like i don't know what i'm doing i don't even know if i'm alive or not some days like it's just so weird because i i find myself wanting to be okay but then I'm set back by like feelings and like, I want to be okay. And I want to yeah. uh, keep going, but then I don't know how to, and I've yeah. never had this. Like, it's so weird because I've always been a go-getter. I've always been like, like so, um, you know, resilient and stuff. And then like the last few months, I'm just like, God, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Girl, I am so there with you. I mean, our lives are different, yet I get that, like, who am I? I don't know. What am I doing? I'll look in the mirror. Leslie, do you have this? And I'm like, who are you? I feel like yeah. I'm a whole new person going, I have no clue. I thought I knew who I was. March 2020, I was like, let's go. Now I'm looking back going, who am I? Yeah. And I'm like, what a gift that I can rebuild myself, but it doesn't feel like a gift right now. Correct. I, I, I totally feel you. I... I mean, I've had like conversations with myself and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even know. I like the other day I realized that I, I wasn't eating every single day. And I was like, oh, geez, I was like, uh, you need to take care of yourself. You know, you still have to be OK. So it's it's just little things that you find yourself doing that you you don't even pay attention to. Do you find that the things that used to make you happy, maybe hobbies or music, are not as quite the same anymore? Yes. 
Yeah. I, give I mean, some examples. So I used to love journaling. I haven't done that in forever. Mm-hmm. And I did try journaling after he passed away, but I found myself like crying every single time instead of, you know, I don't know, like uh, it, when I used to journal, it felt really good because I felt like I was releasing. And then when I started doing it again after he passed away, it felt like I was just like putting myself in more pain. Like going deeper, like just swimming in it. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So that was one of the things. Um, just taking time to myself was something that I enjoyed and loved being alone. And right now, recently, I haven't been able to do that because I just feel that when I am alone, I feel like I'm trapped. I feel like I'm like drowning myself in many, many different things going through my head. So being alone is not such such a good a good thing for me right now. Um, so I try not to. I keep myself busy just because I don't want to be alone. And that's that's something that I never had before. Like, I mean, being alone was so good for me. Like, it was so healing. And right now it just feels like scary. Wow. I got chills because that's the awareness I just got for myself right now. Thank you. I love being alone. I mean, I'm an introvert. I live alone. And what I realized lately, just right now, I realized that I actually don't want to be alone right now. Yeah. Right now, it's actually helping me when I'm with others. I'm talking to other people. They're texting me. I'm with other people when I'm not. That's not normally my default. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's somebody's exactly around me. I'm like, don't leave. Yeah. Don't leave. It's that kind of feeling. Don't leave me. <laughs> like, I'll see you tomorrow, but don't leave me. <laughs> yes, definitely. Wow. What's some other things, Leslie, anybody listening that has lost somebody and, you know, or. I've had people ask me, like, you know what? My mom's sick. She's about to pass. Do you have any advice or things that, you know, that I can do because I'm afraid to lose her? And what did you do? So somebody that's listening, what are you doing to get back up? I mean, you shared some things, but other things that you're doing or for other people that are listening that are like, maybe they're losing, they lost something else, like a business or, and they're having grief. Like I'm having grief right now for my business later. So what are some things that you're doing, hun? I thought I was doing the right thing to try to, you know, pass this like time in my life. And so some of the things that I've been doing is surrounding myself with, you know, people that care about me, um, surrounding myself with uh, uh, positive people, my children, staying close to them, um, family, just being close to them as well. I, I'm just trying to enjoy what I have now. Because I've, I've noticed that before I didn't enjoy it as much just because I was always on the go. So I've kind of slowed down instead of going, going, going. I, so I've slowed down a little bit, paused, and I've just given myself grace because before, if I would take a day off, I would like hate myself for that and be like, oh, I just wasted a day. I could have done something you know, more productive. But right now, the way I've been feeling is is the total opposite. So, so just taking the time to slow down has helped a lot. I, I honestly, I haven't done much just because I can't find myself to figure out what is next. Yes, 
Touche. I've been really trying, I'm going to say trying to fall in love with doing nothing, like literally doing nothing and going minute by minute, day by day. What do I want to choose right now? What feels very light right now? And I think I'm having a hard time with the, I don't know what I want to do right now. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up kind of thing. You know, and I feel like everybody's like, what are you going to do with your business? And you're like, I don't know. And what if Leslie, we just don't know right now I'm in a season. Like it's like winter or spring. And I'm just like, I have no clue what I'm doing right now. And I'm just, whatever. Yeah. Where is this? Like, we're supposed to know what we want to do. Who made up these rules? Yeah. Right now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take it day by day and I'm going to do just this much. It, that is such a different Joanna than in the past. I had to do yes. this much times a million. And that really defined who I am. And I know we hear that cliche often. You know, I, I know we hear that. And uh, it's for me, and I wonder for you and everybody else listening out there, it's the journey of falling in love with doing nothing. And I was just watching the movie Eat, Pray, Love. Did you ever see that, Leslie? I just saw it for this tr- first time, actually, like two months ago. Really? And I was just like, how yes. did I never watch this movie? <laughs> Girl, yeah. And so I watched it again, and I got a different perspective watching it again. And I remember when she's in Italy, and the guys are talking about people in America, how it's always like, go, go, go. And he said something in Italian. It's like a phrase of loving doing nothing, the art of doing nothing. So then she she tries to, she's practicing the art of doing nothing. I'm like, that's what it is right now. The art of doing nothing. I don't have to have all the answers. So for me, it's really finding that dance of, I have no clue. What's going on with your business? I don't know. We'll see. Ask me tomorrow. I have no freaking clue. Like, what do you want to go back to work, Leslie? Sure. Maybe. Whatever. Ask me tomorrow. Right? I know. And it's just so funny because they keep asking me, like, are you going back to work? I'm like, well, obviously I have to go back to work. Well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Like I have like a million ideas right now. And I'm like, I I need to be the breadwinner. So I have to like make a good decision on what's next. And so I don't want to like jump into one thing. And it's just like, every time they ask, I'm like, God, I feel like every time they ask me, I know less. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know. You guys are confusing me. Don't ask me again. <laughs> That's it, Leslie. Every time I get asked the question, I know less. I feel dumber. I'm like, the more you ask me is not going to help me. I have no freaking clue. And then I've just been crying so much lately. Yeah. And I've been really wanting to share my stories more because I feel like the more I'm sharing my stories, people are like, oh my gosh, I feel it too. Yes. I thought I was the only one. I see everybody on Instagram and everything's wonderful. And I'm like, uh, is everything really wonderful? You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, oh, everybody, there's no pandemic. It's just wonderful and we're all fine. Uh, I call BS. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. But yet not to go down the rabbit hole because I don't want to focus on it, make it bigger. I totally get that. And it's like, okay, let, how can we just talk about it and go, yeah, that sucks. Okay, how do we change it? Right? Like, how do we, yeah, this sucks. You and I just talking going, yep, this sucks. Leslie, where do you want to work? You could do it, hon. And you're like, shut up. I'm going to throat punch you. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? Like he's in a better place. No, he should be here with me. Shut up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you like a really fun question because 
I know with me, when I lost my mom, like we just changed the relationship, meaning like I have a new relationship with her. She's just not there. I mean, she's yeah. there, but I just can't see her. How about that? And yep. so I still talk to her and I'll laugh and I'm like, hey, mom, what's up? Or I'll see butterflies or feathers. And I'm like, hi. And it's interesting that I'll think about something and then I'll get a little butterfly. And I'm like, oh, that's her going, I'm here. Come on. Do you have a new relationship with your husband? Like, and Celio, right? I'm saying it right? Basilio. But ba with a B? Yeah. Basilio. Yeah, so pretty. Yeah. Okay, Basilio. That do you have a new relationship with him? Do you talk to him often? Like, like I'm curious. Like, what does that look like? I do. And I cuss him out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why'd you leave me? Right? Yeah. Right. I was I was literally just talking to his cousin. We're like, when we both die and go to heaven, we're gonna beat the crap out of him <laughs> for leaving us soon. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I do have like a new relationship. Um I'm going to tell you that like, it's just like more funny now because I just like, I'm like, oh man, if you were here, I would cuss you out so much. And I just start going off and I'm like, oh, okay, that helps. <laughs> like it helps to just let you know how mad I am at you yeah. for leaving me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I do talk to him more. I mean, well, I mean, I always talk to him, but I, I, I find myself talking to him and saying, oh, man, you're crazy. He's not going to listen to you. But, I mean, I, I want to think that he does listen, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get a, a feeling or I'm going to say, quote, unquote, signs or anything that you know it's him? Like a song will come on and you're like, yep, I know that's you. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I Like recently, like I've been like if I'm listening to the radio or I'm listening to my Pandora or something like that. And like a song that he dedicated to me comes out and I'm like. I haven't heard the song in like years. Yeah. Like, you know, like this did not come out on Pandora. I know it's not in the yeah. rotation. Yeah, exactly. And I was just telling his mom, I'm like, I don't believe in ghosts, but let me just tell you that his game room light comes on all the time out of nowhere. I don't know why she's like, no, you're lying. I'm like, I swear I've, I've, I'm to the point where I would go and like check that the light was off. Yeah. And then later on, it's like on and I'm like, kids who left the light on and because that's our pantry right now. And they're like, I didn't go to the pantry. I'm like, OK, well, thanks. It was nice knowing you're here. That's awesome. <laughs> I so I know that. Yeah, that, at least for myself. And I wonder if anybody else out there knows that I my mom, she she'll put on songs. And I'm like, I know this song doesn't come on this radio station. Yeah. They haven't played it in a gazillion years. Like this is not an, I know for sure. So this, I'm like, thanks for this. Thanks for the song, mom. Like so yeah. many stories I can go on and on. And I know that when I'm disconnected, Leslie, from me, from my inner being, from my spirit, like I know when I'm disconnected, I can't hear her. Yeah. You know, but I know that when I'm connected, like prayer, meditation, things like that, the more that I'm connected with myself, then I could communicate with her better. So it's that like, I'm going to call it like a pinball, almost like I'm out and in, out and in. And I'm like, I'm wondering for myself, like, how long will it take for me, us as a world to to feel OK again after this year? You know what I yeah. mean? I think we've all been traumatized. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like we all have a little PTSD from everything that happened. Um, I find myself sometimes like being an extrovert and I'm like, Ooh, like, I'm not like that. Like what's going on, you know, like, 
but I think it's just me trying to figure things out, you know, like trying to like not be sheltered or and stuff like that, you know? So I don't know. I just, I, I feel that it's going to take time to heal for all of us, not just the ones who have actually lost people, but just everyone, because even for me, I know some people that have had like problems with depression and mental health and being at home alone was not healthy for them. And I felt their pain in a different way, of course, but I felt their pain because for me as well, like being at home was always like, oh, I'm at home, like, let's go out, let's go, um, you know, walk around or something. And I mean, for them, and it must have just been really crucial. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I was so grateful that I met my boyfriend during uh, last December, but it was very tough living alone. I'm like, like I told you, I'm pretty good at being alone, but this was like a different level of alone. This was, uh, you know, when you're in jail and they put you in solitary, it was like solitary. Yeah, exactly. Other than just being dark and solitary there and having Netflix. I mean, it was very similar and it was not fun. Yet, and then you had the other side of the parents that are like, I have homeschooled children, you know, so you had both sides, right? So I can, you know, only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie, I'm so grateful for you sharing your story and your, you. your bravery, you know? And every time I talk to you, I take a little piece of like courage. And I, I really hope people listening to this today as well take a piece of your courage. Because, and I've said this, like... And I wonder, you know, I don't want to put a label on it, but I wonder if the gift of this for you is there's there's like this light coming out of you that's very attractive and your and I'm going to use the word vulnerability or your honesty or your your choice to be you is it, it draws like a moth to a flame. Right. And so thank you so much for sharing that. And every time I talk to you, I, I feel feel really inspired. That feels really good to know that because I don't feel that way. But it feels good to know that, you know, I do send out that vibe. Yeah. And I know that feeling when you're like, I don't feel like that. Like yesterday, my boyfriend was like, you look so pretty. And I was like, I feel like the ugliest person. I'm like, thank you. But really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, wow, I wonder if I could see myself the way he sees me. Yeah. Right? But this is the way I'm going to describe it. It's like the veil no, not the, like a veil has come down. Right. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel it for myself too. The more I share my stories during this time, I'm like another veil, another layer of myself and like really cracking open yeah. where before I was a performer. Correct. I yes. I, I get you. I totally understand that. I was on stage <laughs> metaphorically, right. With yeah. the lights on. And now I'm now I'm backstage and everybody's up the cameras on me backstage. I'm like, this is what really happened. Right? Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Send love to your family. Thank yeah. You. Happy birthday to your son, 18. Yeah. And you know what? The back at the beginning when I was telling you, you know, about I, I remember when you went to Sedona. That's what I remember on your on your Instagram stories. Uh-huh. You know, and I thought that was your husband's birthday. But yeah, that was really cool. But so cool to have spent that you know, together. Sending yes. love to you and your family. Leslie, thank you. Keep me posted on what's next for you when we grow up, right? <laughs> I, what do we want to do? You when know we grow when up? I decide to go back to work. Yeah, we'll <laughs> decide what the heck we're gonna do. 
We'll have another part two. Everybody's like, what is she up to? Let's see. No, we're still just doing whatever we want. We're just still getting facials and hanging out. So just about. Yes. <laughs> we're going to win the lottery. Yeah, mimosas and win the lottery. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Leslie, love you. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you for listening or watching. And remember to get back up. We're here for you. We hear you. We see you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.